What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Awakened Catholic Show. My name is Nick Delatore. Today, we've got a really special guest here. She's quickly become one of my favorite human beings on the planet. We have the one and only Kathy Gilmore here, uh, who is uh, coming to us from CMN, the Catholic Marketing Network, and the Momentum Conference. And then there's also some other projects we're going to talk about here today that are super cool. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited about this, to be honest with you. All of that stuff is coming up right after this. to the Awakened Catholic Show, everyone. This is not your grandmother's Catholic talk show, unless, of course, she's one of those really cool, like, motorcycle-rocking, leather-jacket-rocking grandmothers. <laughs> Before we get started, I just want to... Uh Take care of a couple of things. Let you know that if you like Awaken Catholic Show or any of the shows here on Awaken Catholic, um, then you should maybe become a part of the family, you know, be a part of this whole thing, be a part of what makes it all possible by joining the Awaken Nation. And the Awaken Nation is made up of people just like you who uh, support Awaken Catholic and all the different things that we do here uh, by making a small or, or you know, large if, if you're if your budget, you know, and tithing situation allows for it but but you know or, or a small like a, a small cup of coffee whatever per month uh and it makes a huge difference seriously um i think that the smallest giving level might be ten dollars and that ten dollars what is that that's that's like one venti latte at starbucks or it's like you know a couple of coffees over the course of a month and and what is what does it cost you you know have some coffee at home instead and then be supporting this this important work to bring souls to heaven i want to spend heaven with more souls so please help us out uh, by visiting awaken catholic org slash donate and becoming a part of the Awaken Nation. The other cool thing is that members of the Awaken Nation get access to exclusive content that isn't available anywhere else. Um, and to learn more about that, again, visit awakencatholic.org slash donate. And regardless of whether or not you're in the Awaken Nation, you need and I, and I can say this definitively, you need the Awaken Catholic app in your life. It is not only the best way to access Awaken Catholic content, but it's also a fantastic Catholic alternative to social media. You know, if you'd like interacting with people, sharing photos, sharing your life, sharing your troubles uh, with people that are, are, you know, people that care, uh, but without all the toxic bullcrap, then you should check out the Awaken Catholic app for sure. It's available on the App Store, Google Play Store, or just at theawakenapp.io. Kathy Gilmore, welcome to Awaken Catholic. Thank you. Uh, I'm super, super excited uh, to have you here. I'm, I'm really excited that here at Awaken Catholic that we've partnered with the Catholic Marketing Network in a, a number of ways. You're here in town right now because you guys sponsored an event that we just held with Jason Everett. That was so great. The YB Catholic event. What did you think about that? I was delighted. And it was just a beautiful moment where people who I, I think a lot of the people there were Catholic. But it's one of those affirmations of why are we Catholic and yeah. why it's good mm -hmm. to be Catholic. Mm -hmm. And it was it was a great, great experience. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I, I saw so many people, even people that like are already part of the Awakened Nation, people that have been supporting Awakened Catholic or just following us. I saw some posts where they tagged us and, you know, they were like, um, I didn't realize how much I needed tonight's YB Catholic event. Um, and then I also I also know of several people specifically that had used it as an opportunity to invite non-Catholics, uh, you know, offering a venue for that to happen. Because it's so hard, like, to be like, uh, hey, friend, um, I want you to be what I am. 
you know, that that's an awkward conversation. <laughs> but if there's like a thing happening that you can be like, hey, you should come to this thing with me. Totally different. Totally right. different. So I, I loved what this was even just for that. Um, and it, it was an event like that years ago that someone did that for me they were like hey you should come to this thing and, and i'm here before you right now because of that conversation so yeah absolutely awesome and it was so cool to have uh, the catholic marketing network here um and just yeah phenomenal night holy spirit was all over the place and and uh, you know right now like it is <laughs> it's 12:42 a.m. We just got done doing this event and earlier before the event we also recorded three other episodes all with Jason Everett here in the studio. This has been a long day and it's been an amazing day and it's not over yet because we're bringing some goodness to you here. Uh so Speaking of the Catholic Marketing Network and the Momentum Conference, before we get any further, uh, here's a little bit more about the Catholic Marketing Network. Awaken Catholic is proud to be a part of this year's CMN Momentum Conference, July 27th through 29th in Chicago. This conference is a great way to connect with other Catholics, as well as a chance to hear Nick Delatore and other amazing speakers present. There's too many people that are isolated in trying to do good work for God. They're all trying to figure out how to market Catholicism in a fresh way that actually engages people. So we tried it the first year, had tremendous success. It's exciting. I'm having fun. I'm meeting a lot of really great people. I have been to all of these shows over the last year, and by far this is my favorite. I want to emphasize the importance of what you're doing as lay apostles. In the CMM. The Catholic Marketing Network has a service that the marketplace needs and the church needs. There's the distribution of a lot of Catholic religious items, but most of the people you talk to, they say, well, we really come for the networking. It's a great joy to be here. In fact, it was almost 10 years ago that I came to the Catholic Marketing Network for the first time. There was a friend and I putting out sacred music, and Ignatius Press picked it up, and they showcased us, and before you knew it, we had sold 20,000 copies to people like you. And that sprung board a company that now has reach in about eight different countries. I found really good and you know very interesting because I like when people come from everywhere and we can learn a lot. We come to show something, but they show us too. So that's, uh, that's an amazing. This is always one of my favorite, favorite, favorite events. I always love coming here and being here because it's uh, it's such a synergy to be around like-minded people with the same ideals, the same love for the church. So it's beautiful. So, Kathy... Uh, tell us, uh, you know, we were just having some 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 drinks and some snacks upstairs, uh, the whole Awakened Catholic team and you, and you were sharing some stories with us that I was just like, why, this woman is freaking interesting. Um, and you, you've had such an interesting life, and I love the way that God has uh, worked in, in, you know, through the challenges that you experienced and really brought such beautiful and powerful transformation and uh, healing and, and like, I just, whatever amount of that you want to share with us here, like bring us, you know, from the beginning, how did you get to be somebody that is on fire for your Catholic faith? Um, and like working at such an important role for this huge organization, Catholic, you know, marketing network, like give us, connect the dots here for us. Where did you start out? Cause I don't think you were who you are today 
Yeah, right. So no. let's go to the beginning here. <laughs> no, I mean, and I was raised in a Catholic family, but various things happened when I was a little child that I was terrified of pretty much everything all the time. Mm. And it was through the grace of God over the course of many years that finally it was me being, you know, able to have a Jesus, I trust in you mm-hmm. moment putting that trust in Christ and then finding healing, finding freedom. You know, Jesus is my rescue hero. Yeah, you yeah. Know? If we want to know how I see Jesus, it's he's my rescue hero, and I'm hanging off of that little ladder from the rescue helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but, but then, you know, got married, had kids, and then... Um, had a time where I guess I was about 15 years in the marriage and little children, about a one and a half year old, three and a half year old. And I decided that the best thing I could do for my family was to leave my husband (laughs) because I could love him better away from him than with him. Wow. Talk about crazy thinking. Yeah, wow. Um, So sorry. But I also left the church because I wasn't being fed Mm. and became the most anti-Catholic person you could imagine. I'm a fairly dramatic person. (laughs) And so whatever I do, I do in a dramatic way. And um and then it was a year of being separated, and um, and then I had, as we were talking about before, my moment where I wanted to be divorced, mm. but then I had no peace in my heart about it, mm-hmm. and I finally challenged God. This is really funny that I was challenging God. <laughs> it's biblical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then I'm sitting at my dining room table, slam my fist on the dining room table and say, God, I dare you to fix this marriage. Mm. And probably within five days, seven days, dominoes started falling. Things kept coming up, people across my path, all that kind of stuff. And um, and I realized over the weeks and months that followed that I was supposed to give our marriage one more try. Mm. And so we were separated for a year. But then I was out of the Catholic Church, and so I, so it was five years before I came back into the Catholic Church. And the way that that happened was that my husband was on a mission to try and find a priest that I would not criticize. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we'd go to church on Sunday. We'd go to my my church. We'd go to his church. We'd go to both churches every Sunday. And I would come out and I'd be a critic and mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, that sermon was, I could have given a better sermon, you know? Yeah. And, um, so he was like, you got to listen to this speaker because it's really good. And mm-hmm. we're, he's coming to the parish. And I did. And it ended up being one of those situations where the speaker came and the only people that showed up was my husband, me, and the guy who planned the event. <laughs> So, but God bless him. Father Richard gave his talk to me and my husband, basically. And I left and I was like, I was really impressed. That guy did a really good job. I have nothing negative to say. Well, my husband was just blown away. And so he um, called him Mm -hmm. and said, 
my wife, will you please pray for my wife? Yeah, and she didn't hate you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he sent us a little brochure about going to a free class. And it was over the summer. My husband was like, I can't go because, you know, I got to work. Is there anything you'd like to go to? And as it turned out, I... um I ended up going to a class on church history because before the Reformation, everyone in the church was Catholic. So mm-hmm. I thought I should know about some church history. Mm-hmm. And then there was a two-week class. And by the end of week one, I approached my husband. And I said, I think I made a mistake. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and by the end of week two, I was like, yep. I'm back in. Uh-huh. So. Man, as soon as as soon as those Catholic talons get you, you're in. You're in because there's I mean as soon as you you have that clarity, it's like, well, right. what what was I thinking? And it's really hard to not see what you've seen right. later, you know. Right. It's hard to let go of that. Um I I I think it's so interesting that the the priest's name that gave the talk that you didn't hate, that was Father Richard. Mm-hmm. Um so I really respect what happened there and what the way he handled that because I was put in a situation uh, in February at our Awakened Catholic Night of Worship. We were setting up and we, we always bring out all the, this huge sound system and the lights and everything. And, and we actually, we've come up with a really nice way to do that in our Holy Rosary Cathedral at the Diocese of Toledo, where it doesn't take away from the beauty of the space, but we really kind of work with it and stuff mm-hmm. anyways. Uh, so we go through this, you know, three-hour process of setting up, sound checking, this thing and that thing, and I'm, I was the one that was going to preach that night, and um, literally uh, five minutes before we're supposed to start, Monsignor Kabaki walks up to me and he's like, "What are we going to do about the blizzard?" And I was like, "What blizzard? What are you talking about?" Well, <laughs> literally while we had been setting up, apparently it had been blizzarding. And I had no idea because we're in this massive cathedral, you know, it's got its own, you know, ecosystem and atmosphere in there. And uh, so I, we open the door and it just like pummels us. As soon as we open the door, it was dramatic, like unexpected and dramatic blizzard. So uh, when normally at these, we could see anywhere from like one to 200, uh, like literally there were two small families there. And I made the choice that night mm-hmm. to not preach, but instead to do a, cons- a condensed, consolidated version of our worship and adoration time. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a practical dynamic there because driving home in that blizzard, the, war- the longer we went, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also look at the story you just shared, and it's like if that Father Richard had not preached his message that night or that day, you know. Where would I be? Right. And maybe there would have been some other presentation God could have used, mm-hmm. but that's the one that he wanted to use. And that, right. and so, man, those, those little moments where we're presented with situations that are not our ideal, right? right? Like it was a lot less exciting to me to preach to two small families than to preach mm-hmm. to a crowd of a couple hundred people. Right. And, um, you know, as a speaker, that can almost give you more anxiety to have less people because it's a lot less interaction. It's harder to, you know, mm-hmm. um, get the energy and stuff. And so, like, but what if God wants you to preach anyway? You know, what if it's not about what you want and what you're comfortable with, Nick? Right. Come on, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Suck less, Nick. That's what God has to tell me every day. Um, anyways, so, yeah, I just really love that that example of, uh, what you know, setting aside the circumstances that are not ideal to us 
because maybe it's exactly what needs to happen and maybe that's what God wants. Right. Uh, and not underestimating the value of a one-on-one moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that you're expecting something else, but sometimes it is the one-on-one that matters the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, those one-on-one one on one moments, man, it really is like 1 a.m. So if I trip over my words, that's why. <laughs> those one-on-one moments really can be so transformative. And I know that that's been true in my life. Um, and then now that I'm on the other side of it, it's like, am I making space for those one-on-one moments for other people as well? You know, am I leaving room in my life or am I like too busy to be available to someone? And I kind of have to keep myself in check for that all the time because I am really busy, but like I I need to remain present to the person that's right in front of me and like love them and share Jesus with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyways, yeah, that's awesome. And honestly, to me, that's the segue for our conversation about momentum. Mm. Because what I noticed when I first came to my first CMN Momentum event, at that point, we weren't, I wasn't even in charge of anything and it wasn't even called Momentum. It was just the CMN trade show. And what I noticed was all of these encounters, so many of which were one-on-one, face-to-face, whether people were in the expo hall or whether they were off sitting in a restaurant somewhere. But I was like, wow, this is a place where there's a whole lot going on Mm. with all of these one-on-one. A lot of encounter. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. And and to see that and to see through the the kind of framework that everyone had come to understand it as and see beyond that and and be like, wait, wait, there's something deeper happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, that that's actually a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so speaking of one on one encounters and those types of moments that that you observed at Momentum that kind of led to rebranding and, and remissioning it. Mm-hmm. Um, let let's get to, down to the basics for a second. Sure. All right, Kathy, mm-hmm. we're gonna dive into the mm-hmm. Kerygma speed round. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the Kerygma speed round? Yes. All right. Question number one, Kathy, who is Jesus to you? Jesus is my rescue hero. Okay. Yeah. 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 We we covered it. He's there it is. He's my guy. He's my guy. He rescued me and thank you. Yeah. Amen to that. Whew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise Jesus. Um, okay. Question number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, elevator pitch for a life with Jesus. Wow. I would say that trusting in Jesus enables us to build habits of virtue. Mm. And it is the virtue that is our strength. And I mean, in my context, our superpower. Yeah, I love that. Um, Question number three, Mm -hmm. elevator pitch for life specifically as a Catholic. I would say that if virtue is the, the living life where the grace of Christ is empowering us, then... Catholicism or our life as Catholics with our sacraments really are the food for that. It's Mm. those vehicles through which that grace flows in a really powerful way. Yes, I love that. That is so good. Okay, that was a solid Kerygma speed round, Kathy. You (laughs) nailed it. So, So let's get back to momentum. So momentum 
uh, you, you mentioned that it used to be always for years just thought of as a trade show. Mm-hmm. What does that actually play out as? You know, so obviously, like, yeah. I've heard of trade shows for years. I don't know that I've ever been to a trade show for mm-hmm. any market um, uh, or any, any, like, type of trade show. But, like, what does it look like to have a Catholic conference that is a trade show? What, what has CMN essentially been in practice for years? Sure. Sure. Well, years ago, Alan Napleton, who founded CMN, um, wanted to create that connecting point. He found the sweet spot to connect the people that made and published Catholic stuff to connect everybody with the the folks who would partner with them to sell and distribute Catholic stuff. Brilliant. And that was a perfect business model until the explosion of online resources happened. And that was the disruptor that changed everything. And so there are still very many people who do just that thing. And and CMN will always exist to facilitate the process between those, you know, those people and those organizations and businesses. But now what we're seeing is there's a far greater need because there's so many different kinds of businesses and ministries out there Mm -hmm. that we need a connecting point to get everybody all together. Because right Right now, you know, the people that are doing all the different kinds of fresh approaches to ministry and all that, they don't know the people that are working in a retail store. They don't know the people that are making all of the beautiful art. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just a big disconnect. Yes. And. And so many people and I'm sure you running a nonprofit, you're like. How do we generate revenue mm. for this wonderful work we want to do for God? I certainly am asking that question. <laughs> yes. Well, and and as the little nuns in the convents have known for generations, you can sell stuff. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and so you come to CMN and you make a connection with people who can give you resources of various kinds. And you can say, oh, Maybe that's going to be the Awakened Catholic Rosary. Maybe that's going to be the Awakened Catholic Team Jesus t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? There's all these different kinds of collaborations that can happen when you see the stuff, meet the people, and make the connections. Well, my curiosity is piqued. We actually have this Awakened Catholic idea board. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's so so funny, uh, Kevin, who's on our team, uh, you got to know him tonight. He is just this idea monster. Like he just is constantly pumping. He literally, he'll send me these video chats where he's just like laying down and he's throwing up this idea ball and, and then he just starts filling out this idea board. And one of the ideas that he, uh, tossed out tossed out a couple months ago actually was for us to develop an awakened Catholic rosary, um, and so as soon as you said that, I was like, hmm, yep, Kevin will be pleased. And, and it, but it's and it's at CMN that right. you can then not yeah. only meet the people that might partner with you to make that rosary. But then once you establish that rosary, then you meet all these retailers that then can distribute it yeah. and be helped partner with you to build awareness of awakened Catholic while they are selling a beautiful rosary that is going to energize the people in their, in their town. So it's like networking is such a a hot 
word to use, you know, especially in the business world. But it, it really sounds like the the networking potential at uh, through CMN and uh, at Momentum. Uh, there's some real power to that networking. It is. And Alan has said that for years. He has said that the hidden power of CMN goes way beyond just the transactions that happen in the context of the event. I mean, we talked to Hugh Mackin, who runs Catholic Audience Network, a Catholic advertising agency, and he says he has to credit CMN for one of the biggest clients he ever landed. That's really cool. And it was simply being on that floor, being in that expo hall, meeting people. Wow, that's that's amazing. So so uh, there are, uh, I mean, I, I know through Facebook groups and this and that and the other thing, there are so many uh, Catholics who are, are trying to use their gifts and be creative. And, um, you know, let's say I'm a, a Catholic painter or, you know, I make jewelry or whatever, like, you know, is momentum the type of thing that would be uh, a smart investment? Um, you know, at what point in your, I guess, you know, does that make sense at all? Yes. Like, at what point in your business development is CMN and momentum, the, the momentum conference, at what point is that something that you should take a look at attending and doing? Well, and it absolutely is because it, it is, and what I'm, uh, and and we have the Catholic Writers Guild that actually meets concurrently as a conference partner with us. So they are like an incubator for Catholic authors, and they've met with CMN, you know, and concurrently with CMN for years because that environment helps them connect with various publishers. They get to talk to people. And it doesn't mean that you're going to come and land the big book deal while Mm -hmm. you're there. But what you're going to do is you're going to connect with the other people that are going to help you build your craft. You're going to connect with people like Nick with Awakened Catholic, who may have you on as a guest at some point, Mm -hmm. being able to build your presence in the marketplace, and you're going to learn the business of being an author. Or like for an artist, you're going to learn the business Mm. of running your business as an artist. And maybe you're going to connect with somebody who's then going to either put your art on the cover of a book or put your art in their portfolio of things that they sell. Yeah. So it really is about connecting the dots yeah. so that you're not a starving artist mm-hmm. trying to make some connection from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so easy to feel isolated. Uh, right. Like you're on an island. You don't know what the next step is to take. It's like, if only I had more connections. Well, where do connections come from? But networking, you know, and sometimes networking is something that is spread out over years and it's super organic and, oh, I happen to know this person, whatever. And sometimes networking is go to a networking conference and then you have connections, (laughs) you know? Exactly. And and beyond even just the relationships that you build and those networking connections, then there's also the sessions. Right. 
And and when CMN was really focused on being a trade show, we basically just added a little series of sessions on Tuesdays to give the retailers and, and the various folks that were arriving early something to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I came on board, I was like, no, we really, we want to affirm the retailers, but we also want to make sure that, that any kind of person that needs to up their game in Catholic business or ministry can come to CMN and learn marketing skills. Even, even the marketing team for a parish you know how there's there's usually a marketing committee at a parish. Well, have the person who's the chairperson of that committee come to CMN, learn the marketing skills that we're teaching from mm-hmm. world class experts. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Ernesto Martinez on how to outreach to Hispan the Hispanic audience. We have Katie Pesha who is unbelievable in terms of her skill and her technique on how to market and really, you know, um, have a comprehensive approach. I mean, we've got a lot of different elements of how to do whatever it is you're trying to do to make a difference, whether it's bring people back to your parish, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the most basic, or outreach to people that aren't engaged with mm-hmm. church or faith at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally super excited by the roster of speakers and the different sessions that they're going to be. Uh, I'm excited to be a part of a couple of those sessions, um, and we can get into a little bit of that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't know if, uh, how familiar you are, Kathy. I mean, I know I know that you're an avid watcher of the Awakened Catholic show. I know that uh, of, you know, above all other shows, above all other Catholic content on the market, uh, you know, and you wouldn't say this yourself, but I would say this for you above all. (laughs) I have the app. You do have the app. That's so true. (laughs) But so you may or may not know, Kathy, that you are going to be subject to uh, Catholic weird stuff. Yes. Why do they do the things that they do? All right, ladies and gentlemen, so today we're going to be talking about virtue, Uh, and virtue is something that is super important to Kathy. Virtue is a lot less important to me, uh, but (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't be silly. Uh, Yeah, so I actually was in a a book study for a long time, uh, uh, studying a book by Joseph Pieper on the cardinal virtues, Mm -hmm. Um, and you're the one that said, hey, Nick, I would love with the Catholic Weird Stuff segment to talk about virtue, so uh, for you, what was the kind of significance for that to, to bring that into the conversation? Well, um, when I'm not wearing my Catholic Marketing Network hat, <laughs> I am also known when I do things with little children mm. as Mrs. Virtue Lady. Mrs. Virtue Lady. Yes, okay. Yes. And I am a children's author, have a series of children's books that all are helping children to learn virtue. Yeah. And would you like to know the basic three steps of becoming a virtue hero? I would love, to, I think my wife would love for me to know those three steps. Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's what we do. There's gestures that go with it. Oh boy. I got to okay. get ready. Okay. Okay. So first gesture is this. Okay. This is the little V. So little little v. v virtue is our own efforts. We make peace in the world. Things are better when we're trying to be virtuous and be good under our own steam. Okay. But that only takes us so far. It does. I'm only so far right yeah. now. 
And so then you need prayer. Okay. Because without God's grace, then your own efforts, you run out of gas. Mm. But with God's grace, you get the big V virtue. The big V virtue. (laughs) (laughs) And that is your superpower. Oh, shoot. That's great. really big V virtue. That's awesome. I, I've, so, I've always wanted that superpowers. Yeah, so that that's that's what that's what yeah. that's what I describe to little children. That's awesome. Is how you go from your own efforts of trying really hard to be good yeah. to where then it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. And I had a wonderful experience one time. I used to often do customized virtue content. Um, VBS with my parish and we were talking about gratitude, the virtue of gratitude and a little child came up to me afterwards after talking about the whole superpower and the grace and um, I said that when you're virtuous in this way, you're not saying thank you because someone told you to say thank you. You're going to say thank you when no one notices Mm. and no one knows. And after the session, later in that day, a little boy came up to me and he said, thank you, Mrs. Gilmore. Mm. Thank you for everything you did for us today. Wow. And I knew it was because in his mind, he wanted the superpower of virtue. Heck yeah, he did. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you, God. I, I love this as a topic for Catholic weird stuff because we hear the word virtue tossed around left and right and, and kind of almost taken for granted, with, and, and we almost lose the real meaning, the depth of meaning of, of the word virtue and what it can mean in our lives. Um, and, and Catholics really use the word virtue, I think, differently than, than a lot of other uh, lines of thinking or, or, you know, places that you're coming at it from. Um, you know, you, you said something that was really interesting, like that eventually it, it becomes part of us or whatever. And, uh, you know, in, in my studies of the ca- the cardinal virtues, which, you know, are are small, my, my studies are small in comparison to someone like John Mark and Teresa Grodi, who run our show Elevate Ordinary here on right. Awaken Catholic. Their, their show is subtly about the cardinal virtues, the mm-hmm. entire thing. Um, and but anyways, this idea that from the Catholic view of it, um, you know, we have these different types of cardinal virtues that the more we are deliberate and intentional about living them out, the less we have to be deliberate and intentional about living them out right. because they become second nature. They become habitualized mm-hmm. and it's such an important part of our growth as people, as our growth uh, in the spiritual life. Um and our sanctification, like becoming the people God wanted us to be. And I think that it's so darn cool that you're developing content through your children's books that make that accessible to kids. Right. I think that's awesome. Can we take a look at your books here real quick? Oh, absolutely. And and the way that I the way that I structure it for kids to think about it, because, you know, if you sit down with a little child and you start talking about the cardinal virtues and all that kind of stuff, you know, their eyes glaze over. Right. No clue. But if you say, well, virtue, you can cultivate it in what you think and pray, do and say, Mm. well, then 
oh, I can do those four things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it becomes real and doable for them. So my my storybooks that I um, am developing a series called the, Vir- the Tiny Virtue Heroes. So I have A Mouse and a Miracle, which tells about Mary at the Annunciation with Moshe the Mouse. And um, then I have Wisdom Finds a Way, which is with Amel the Camel telling the story of Baltazar, the king um, of the three wise kings. Well, that's just way too adorable. All I know, of it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's really. And, and what is so sweet is the series is designed to follow the mysteries of the rosary, but we never say the word rosary in the books. Oh, interesting. And. We never say Catholicy stuff. The closest thing that is is Catholicy in it is at the end. We talk about um, we always have the main hero that the little character looks up to is is some kind of a holy, you know, like obviously, you know, Blessed Mother Mary at the Annunciation. But there's also a um, saint or a holy person at the back that we give as a mission virtue hero, okay? And do you know anything about Jesto Takayama Yukon? I definitely don't. <laughs> well, you should, and you'll be excited to know that he is what I call a mission virtue hero, that he was basically missionary in the way he lived his virtue, and he was a samurai. Oh, my so gosh. He's a samurai who we highlight his humility that he traded his sword for a cross. Wow. And he is... Amazing. And so there's more than just the one hero in each of the Is that a books. real person? It's a real guy. It's not like a character you invented. No. It sounds too good to be true. No. It's a samurai that puts yes. down his sword for a cross. Oh yes. my gosh. Well, and see, each of the stories highlights a different mission virtue territory. So um, he is the one we picked to highlight from Asia. So each different book has a different. Um, little mission virtue character. Um, and in this one, it's St. Francis of Assisi, mm-hmm. and he is from Europe. Yeah. So it, it, there's lots packed into these stories, and it's all about the virtue of wisdom, the virtue of humility. The whole story highlights and, and you know, brings light to the virtue through role models and these sweet little characters. Well, that's that's just fantastic. I, I love that you created this and that it's a series that you're continually developing. Uh, I'm personally excited to read them. I might share it with my kids. Uh, no, that that's so awesome. What We need that type of innovative approach to, to stuff to make it interesting to the kids and, and to make them want it. Um, so, yeah. Well, and the idea is when I have talked to people who know you know, that they're really smart about how to build character in children. There's two things that it always comes down to. One is role models and the other is relationships. Mm -hmm. So the stories are designed that the child creates a relationship with the fun character, the little imaginary pretend character like Amel the Camel, Moshe the Mouse, or the newest stories coming out with Eli the Caterpillar. (laughs) Um, And so the child relates to the little character and then that ch- that character leads them to the role model. Mm. 
and and so then their heart is open mm-hmm. to that role model instead of us trying to tell them, oh, you should love Mary. You should admire Baltazar. Yeah, that's awesome. Different approach. It, it reminds me a little bit of that movie. Um, it was a musical cartoon movie about the nativity that came out a few years ago called The Star. Yes. You know, yes. where they have these fictional characters right. that take Little you through the nativity animals. story. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it works. It works. And and having that in book form uh, and, and expanded beyond just specifically scripture, but then you have lives of the saints and stuff. And right. like, that's fantastic. That's so, so darn good. Um, well, and I will be a, a speaker, a presenter at Momentum as part of the Catholic Brain um, Catechetical Institute conference, which is another whole conference track at Momentum. My talk is about the virtue of prudence, which incorporates wisdom and Fantastic. humility and these, these virtues. Yeah, I don't want to miss that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the sessions um, and, and just a few more things related to CMN, and then yeah. uh, I think that'll be good. So CMN sessions. So... Uh, what do you want to what do you want to share with us about the sessions? Well, on Tuesday, people can come to our business and ministry seminar and they'll get training on um, various marketing techniques. One of the things that I've also chosen to really highlight is a talk by Chuck Neff, which is um, called Strong Marriage Equals Strong Ministry. Mm. And as more lay Catholics get into various kinds of ministry, and I have to say this is myself included, the enemy will not often attack our ministry itself the enemy will attack our marriages because if you hobble the marriage you of course hobble the ministry oh yeah and so with chuck neff people know him from his many years of being a um a show moderator on relevant radio um but he actually has a whole bunch of experience in marriage ministry um, and video series that he created um, called We Say I Do Forever. Mm. Anyway, it's amazing. And so I'm really excited about having people just connect with that and focus on that. And then in the afternoon on Tuesday, we will have the session that you're going to be a special guest on with Bill Castle about the power of platform. Mm -hmm. And basically Bill's podcast is all is called free expression and it is it it it's wide ranging and he has a vast experience in communications in the catholic space and what we're really going to drill down on is what are the alternative mm. technologies that we can tag into so that we don't get canceled mm. because cancel culture everybody thinks it's all about politics but it's not Ultimately, cancel culture is coming for anyone who deals in concrete morality. Mm -hmm. And so we want to help people discover various new uses of technology. And that's why I'm excited to have Awakened Catholic featured in a way on that because you guys are creating an alternative technology resource with your app and the whole way that you've designed your app and so that it is a social media style you know you're not just a podcast platform (laughs) you're so much more thank you kathy thank you that's beautiful keep going no um 
No, and, and right along those lines, uh, we were actually just featured in an article on the National Catholic Register uh, specifically on this topic because of mm-hmm. some things that we've experienced. And, and then they also asked us about the app. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll post a link to that article in the show notes yes. uh, for this episode. But yeah, uh, so that's that's super exciting. And then uh, the other session that I'm going to be a part of is just kind of a panel discussion about podcasting. Exactly. So that, um, so that we have some of the sessions on Tuesday and then... Wednesday is all about networking. It is all about getting out in that expo hall and meeting Mm -hmm. everybody and spending time together. And then we have a cocktail party and we have this really fun celebration of faith and film hosted by Holy Cross Family Ministries as part of our cocktail party on Wednesday night. Then Thursday, we start, we kick off right away with mass and breakfast with Father Don Calloway talking about the virtues of St. Joseph. Oh, nice. And then we have more sessions and power of pilgrimage with Hector Molina on how anybody who's involved with any kind of ministry Mm -hmm. or even a parish, you can build community, earn a little bit of extra money, and do sacred travel mm-hmm. by going on pilgrimages. You guys are hosting pilgrimages. It really is a beautiful way to enrich people's faith and build community at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So we're having that whole session on how does that work, mm-hmm. you know? And then the power of podcasting, which is Uh, You know, it's an exploding form of communications. And yes, you can come and hear all these podcasters, which are amazing, but you can also learn okay, what are the ups and downs of running a podcast? Oh, sure. You know, because everybody thinks, plenty of both. I should do a podcast. And then it's like, (laughs) well, maybe you need to know a little more Uh about doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we also have, um, uh, um, a uh, special one on the power of streaming video, which is from a amazing film director who is running um, Catholic uh, uh, CMAX TV. And wow. so we've got people getting on the inside scoop on that. And last but not least, we have Father Frank Pavone giving a beautiful presentation on how to mobilize people to um, really protect life and advocate for life. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. I know. What a week that's going to be. It's going to be amazing. It really it really is the kind of thing that seems like whether or not you're a medium to small business owner or a creator of some kind or just someone that, you know, like there's going to be a lot of good stuff there. Right. And right. and so if you're in the Chicago area or even not in the Chicago area, like I'm not in the Chicago area and I'm going to be there. So I just want to encourage viewers, listeners, like if you know someone that, you know, you're, you've heard us talk about what what's going to be happening there and stuff. If you know someone that would benefit from some of that stuff, like I can't tell you, it's only in the last year and a half, really, um, maybe two years that like I have started to feel like I'm not on that island. I'm not alone. And, and, you know, God has kind of provided different pathways and stuff, but I know so well that feeling of like, I, I I have all this stuff, like generally in my, in my, in my past, it's been the music that I create with my wife. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we have this music we've written that we've recorded and stuff. And like, um, or these videos that we made, uh, and but like I just don't know who to talk to about this. I don't know who to bring this to. And so if you're like that, or if you know somebody like that mm-hmm. that is doing good things and they just need that connection point, mm-hmm. let them know. 
about CMN, the Catholic multi, uh, multitasking? No, <laughs> the, it is definitely one twenty-two a.m. right now. The Catholic marketing, maybe they multitask yeah, also. Right. The Catholic Marketing Network Momentum Conference twenty twenty-one, um, and we'll have link uh, in the a link in the show notes of this episode to information about that. Yeah, and and honestly, we haven't even covered the fact that there is a conference track. That's in addition to this for the National Shrine Association. So the National Association of Shrines, SEMA, which is the Coalition of Mary, Eucharistic and Marian Apostolates. Wow. So all these people that are in all these devotional prayer organizations can come and find like-minded people. And the big one is Catholic Brain Catechetical Institute, their first ever national conference for DREs and educators that is also an entire track so that parishes can send their DREs and get totally energized with fresh ways and fresh tools to um, energize the faith in youth. Yeah. So we're really, we're, we're covering all, all it's a lot of ground. The bases. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and most importantly, Awakened Catholic's going to have a, <laughs> a nice, big, shiny booth there, and we're going to be podcasting video and audio the entire time, practically. So if you go, check out the Awakened Catholic booth, because it's going to be a party all day, every day. There you go. All right. Kathy, thanks so much for being here with me today uh, and for, for joining us for the Jason Everett event earlier tonight and for sitting down for this conversation. I'm, I'm super excited for the stuff that we're going to do together and um, and for the stuff that you're doing uh, with the virtue, uh, the kids' virtue stuff and, and then the CMN stuff. Like, there's just, you're, you're doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Well, and CatholicMarketing.com is where you go. Go to the event page and you can find out all the details, how to register, all that good stuff. There you go, catholicmarketing.com. All right, Kathy, God bless you. I have been Nick Delatore. This has been <laughs> Kathy Gilmore, and this Thank has also you. been the Awakened Catholic Show. Before I let you go, everybody, I just want you to know Jesus loves you. <laughs> this show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.